You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes. I am uh, dumbfounded by some of the stuff that went on in the NBA last night. I wish I had more time to talk about all those things and give them their proper due, like Dirk Nowitzki retiring and Dwayne Wade retiring and Jamal Crawford scoring 51 points. He's done that now for four different teams. Just a tremendous under-the-radar great player. But we got a stunner. A stunner! A stone-cold stunner! From Magic Johnson last night. It was crazy. All of a sudden, the, the the sports day seems to be winding down, and boom! Here's Magic Johnson explaining why he's stepping down as president of basketball operations for your Los Angeles Lakers. So today, I'm going to step down as a president. And um, I think I don't want to – her and I have such an amazing relationship, and I think that um, – she gave me full power to do what I wanted to do. But I think that uh, with her and I, I want to always preserve our relationship and, and love her. And then I think that I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador to everybody. You know, I thought about Dwayne Wade retiring tomorrow, and I can't even tweet it out or can't be there. Uh, Serena Williams called me a week ago and said, will you mentor me and be on my advisory board? And I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, and so when Ben Simmons called, and we went through the proper channels, and they made me look like the bad guy out of that situation, but I didn't do anything wrong but do everything right. I was thinking about all those times, all guys who want me to mentor them or be a part of their lives, and I can't even do that. I had more fun on the other side than on this side because now tomorrow I would have to affect somebody's life, livelihood in their life. And I thought about that. I said, that's not fun for me. That's not who I am. And then I don't want to put her in the middle of us, you know, even though she said, hey, you do what you want to do. I know she has great love for him and great love for me. You know. So that went on for 45 minutes because everyone was caught off guard. 
I went home last night and was watching this whole thing play out, and I look to see what's happening at the press conference, and I look up, and I see my guy Carlo Saisu. Carlo and I go back a long ways. He he is uh, one of the really brilliant young people in the business of broadcasting today. And we used to work together over at 120 Sports. And I saw I saw that that big smile of his in the press conference and his bewilderment on what he he was standing right next to Magic. So, I had to get him on the podcast today. I had to know what was going on in that moment. What was happening? So Carlo and I sat down and talked about that. And then we also talked about Game of Thrones. So you get a little two-for-one action on today's podcast. If you like basketball drama, we got you covered. If you like scripted drama, like Game of Thrones, we got you covered on that end too. So enjoy our breakdown of what's going on in both the House of Stock and the House of Bus. You got to tell me what what the hell happened last night. That that's the million dollar question. We're all asking ourselves what the heck happened last night. Everybody's in disbelief. Um, Lakers fans, Lakers media, PR, the actual Lakers. Nobody had any idea what Magic Johnson was about to do. I was literally standing in the hallway, ready. For Luke Walton's press conference, we we did Luke Walton's press conference. I was about to post something about it being perhaps the last time we see Luke Walton with the Lakers organization, and then Magic steps to the podium and awaits for all the media to gather and then drops the bomb, talking about he has decided to all of a sudden step down as team president. When I looked at the video and I saw you there in the middle of it, I was like, my guy is right there next to Magic Johnson. So when you guys figured out that Magic was going to talk, did anyone have any idea of what he was going to talk about? No inkling, no hint of anything. Um, And and I think on L.A. Talk Radio right now, a lot of people are trying to say, no, Jamie Buss knew, or somebody in the Lakers knew, but really nobody had any idea. I mean, we don't even know if his own wife, Cookie, had any idea that he had made this decision before yesterday. He told us he uh, had the idea last night, and uh, there are some reporters that had word from Magic saying that he was ready to talk about something today. But it wasn't until yesterday morning uh, that he decided that he will, in fact, step down. And uh, he, he said the decision was all him. And listening today, finding out from other reporters that very few friends in his very inner circle had some sort of idea. But other than that, no idea at all. I'm so fascinated by what how you guys were responding to this as it was going on. So looking from where I saw you in the video, Carlo, I want to know what were the expressions on the faces of the other reporters that were there? You could almost hear a a loud gasp uh, in that media scrum. One, again, like I mentioned, we had just talked to Luke Walton 
Uh, we had received word that perhaps Luke or uh, LeBron James was going to talk at his locker. He's not expected at first to uh, speak with media on uh, his exit interviews today. So we figured he was going to do it yesterday after watching some of uh, his brother Dwayne Wade playing in Miami. Uh, so uh, we were preparing to go into the Lakers locker room. We were preparing for uh, all that action. But uh, <laughs> in the world of L.A. media, we were shocked. And uh, we could all see in each other's faces there was a disbelief, especially the first time he mentioned that I will step down as Lakers team president. It was a very quick mention, and then he said it a second or third time, and that's when it started settling in that, one, he had really made this decision, and two, the bigger news is that he really did not tell his own boss who he proclaimed as his sister, his family, uh, one of his best friends, who he has grown up with for the last four decades, um, and not telling her at all, blindsiding her. How do you think that that's going over inside Laker world right now? I, I can't imagine. Uh, I, I can't think uh, of the panic that is going on in the Lakers organization. It, it's already been a crazy year, but to be capped off with this just <laughs> makes it even more uh, harder to believe. But to think that uh, a once prestigious franchise like the Lakers are now in so much instability and turmoil, six years without the playoffs, a quick turnover on coaches, and we expected that it was just going to be another turnover coach, um, which sadly is uh, a story that we've been used to uh, with Lakers media. But now when you have not just a, a, any team president, but Magic Johnson, who is a symbol not just for the Lakers, he's a symbol for health and fitness with uh, his overcoming of HIV. And then you have him as a face of Los Angeles as a community member, uh, a player for the Lakers, one of the greatest players in NBA history, and a face for their organization, which Laker fans expected to see be that cover boy, that that facial that facial figure figure of talking to free agents and recruiting uh, players to come to the Lakers to all get this franchise back to where it used to be and back where it belongs. There's LeBron James, and LeBron James said that Magic Johnson was a closer when it came to talking and, and deciding to be a Laker. So now you take out Magic Johnson, nobody knows what is going on with the Lakers organization anymore. Yeah, th- that's one of the things that, that I wanted to talk with you about. Like, you get LeBron James, and ideally LeBron James is there in part because of Magic Johnson. What did Magic say about why he wants to step away from this gig? He approached it as that he wanted to be Magic Johnson again. It was very eerie and awkward to hear somebody who was so charismatic like Magic Johnson. It was be very emotional before, but for him to be talking about how he felt handcuffed, felt like he, he literally used the word handcuffed. 
he felt like he was losing himself, that he wasn't allowed to be Magic Johnson again. And he mentioned a lot referring to the cases of tampering, whether it be being on Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, and winking and getting fined for that, or having Giannis Antetokounmpo walk in front of him and literally he has to bite his own lip and not say anything when Giannis is about to approach him. He talked about a story at the NBA Draft Combine last year in Chicago um, that Giannis was hanging out and Magic was talking with Larry Bird. And Magic and Bird were talking under the basket. Giannis was walking up to him, and he really had to resist from saying any words. Uh, watching his one of his favorite players, Russell Westbrook, uh, register another triple-double. He couldn't say anything about that. He mentioned that he even just wanted to tweet about it and couldn't even tweet about it without the perception of tampering. He wanted to be at Dwayne Wade's one last dance in Miami last night and couldn't do that again without avoiding that perception that he is trying to talk to another organization or another set of players. So he felt like Magic Johnson is a big brother to the community, big brother to the uh, association, and wanted to return to that and have fun and be Magic again, which is, from what he said last night, something he wasn't doing uh, as, uh, as a team president of the Lakers. What has gone right for the Lakers this year, and what's gone wrong for them? That's a great question, Lawrence. I mean, to think that in the beginning of the season, LeBron James putting on a Lakers uniform, uh, it's if you ask a lot of Lakers fans now who are looking for some hope, that's still hard to believe that Magic or that uh, Magic was able to help recruit LeBron James. The season starting with so much hope, uh, I still remember vividly his first two baskets as a Laker with two massive slam dunks to drop in the hammer. And you're just thinking, this this is different. Finally, the Lakers have seen to turn it around. And literally, the next game, you have a fight on the court. You have Brandon Ingram being suspended. You have Rondo getting hurt. Those are two, in retrospect, vital pieces uh, this season. From then on, obviously, you have uh, LeBron's injury in December on Christmas Day. And it was such a bittersweet day. You have the Lakers in fourth place, proving on national TV that they are contenders, blowing out the Golden State Warriors in front of everybody, and uh, and then LeBron James at the same time going down with a groin injury and sitting out the longest uh, set of games he has had in his uh, 16-year career. So from then on, it, it totally went downhill, and uh, Lakers continuing to lose to opponents that are below 500 teams that were literally tanking for, uh, say, like a Zion Williamson. And the Lakers just could not get their act together. Add a sprinkle of more injuries. Josh Hart with knee tendonitis and he being unable to finish the season. Kyle Kuzma with a hip injury, a back injury, and eventually a foot injury. Excuse me, Brandon Ingram. Um, a blood clot in his shoulder. Just when you thought, I mean, all these injuries were racking, racking up, 
a, a true health scare for one of the Lakers. So it's uh, you could point the finger at so many things about the Lakers, but uh, when it comes to the injuries, it's purely bad luck. Okay, so I would imagine that this job is coveted. You have LeBron, and you probably got the you know a, a couple good years of LeBron left. It is Los Angeles. It is the Lakers. It's the the heritage franchise in the NBA. Who's who's should I be paying attention to to see if they would come be president of basketball operations? It's very interesting. Uh, when you're, we were talking to a lot of Laker fans uh, last night after the game. A lot of names were being thrown out, and one in particular was uh, the most resounding, and that is a former Laker who is now working right down the hallway from the Lakers, Mr. Jerry West, the logo. Um, with him as a consultant for the Clippers organization and seeing how the Clippers have been turned around, I mean, look at his resume. He, he Obviously, he is the NBA logo, but he's put the Lakers together in the past with Kobe and Shaq. He has turned around the Memphis Grizzlies organization from a beginning franchise to an actual playoff contender uh, in the last decade. Then went from the Grizzlies to the Warriors, and obviously he has his fingerprints on how they've been able to keep that core of superstars together. And now he's with the Clippers, who actually, which is still weird to say, in uh, in my three years uh, watching Lakers basketball, I got to admit, the Clippers are in better shape than the Lakers. Isn't that I crazy? Future. I would have never believed saying that. And, and you go through the years when even uh, when the Lakers weren't making the playoffs uh, the first three years of them not making the playoffs, nobody took the Clippers seriously. And, and there are a lot of Laker fans that still don't. But if you take a step back and, and as a free agent, if you put yourself in the shoes of an NBA free agent, and you look at the Clippers, who have the money, who have talent, who are already in the playoffs, a, a proven coach in Doc Rivers, um, an organization, like I said, with Jerry West, um, a Lawrence Frank, who, who is a great basketball mind as well, uh, Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated, who knows how to get into players' minds. That's a more attractive franchise than the 16-time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, and and that's a, that's a. I mean, we brought about we brought up how you know, it is a great job. It looks like a great job on paper, but is there any reason that someone might not want the Lakers job? Hey, it's the instability that we were talking about earlier. This is. The first time uh, this this period of, of Lakers basketball where you can associate Lakers and instability in the same sentence, that had never been the case. I mean, in Lakers franchise history, they had missed the playoffs a total of five times. And now in this era, they've lost or they've missed the postseason six straight years now. Wow. So when you add that up, and, and that's just the performance on the court, and then earlier we were talking about the turnover of coaches. We're talking about now Magic Johnson and the visible and evident uh, instability in the front office, uh, especially ever since uh, Dr. Jerry Buss passed away. And for Laker fans, they're, they are 
looking at that date ever since 2013 as a date that changed Lakers history. But at the same time, it's, it's, it was his health. I mean, there's no way you can avoid um, natural causes and, and age eventually getting to you. But the uh, fragility of the Lakers front office where uh, at first the front office being under the reins of Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss and the poor decisions that was being made there with the money and the contracts that were being handed to And, players, and then like, the civil war between Jim and Jeannie. Correct. Um, it is very Game of Thrones-like. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. Are you excited about Game of Thrones coming back? Uh, oh, oh, I can't wait. I've been avoiding uh, the trailers, the teasers, but I've already uh, rewatched uh, the seasons, the seasons one through six. And I've got myself hyped for it. I'm already in a Game of Thrones survivor pool. I've gotten the office in a Game of Thrones survivor pool. Uh, and, and, and the funny thing is, that was what we were excited about after this Lakers season ending. We couldn't wait to talk about it. Now we actually have a real Game of Thrones drama in our hands. Yeah, they're, the, the Lakers are like messing up your stuff right now because now you got to follow this story instead of getting ready for for the, the Mother of Dragons. Uh, winter is here, Lawrence. Come on, don't the Lakers understand? I, I think we might actually have a Lakers survivor pool at this week. If nobody has started one, I think I might start one. Well, then let me ask you this question. I, I appreciate you being so so gracious with your time. Is oh, there Lawrence, is, is love this. Is Jeannie Buss going to speak? Well, today are, is uh, today is the day for Lakers exit interviews. And Jeannie has uh, tweeted last night. She tweeted last night uh, thanking Magic. Um, she definitely looks uh, bad. I mean, <laughs> that would be an understatement. But uh, she looks terrible because Magic basically left her out to dry. When you talk about somebody as your sister like that, and uh, you see, obviously, that there's been a close relationship uh, with them over the years, and you don't tell her about a major decision like that, uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, But I believe um, that Jeannie will be addressing the media soon, um, perhaps uh, even as early as uh, this afternoon. And, And I think... For the state of uh, Lakers Nation and for the health of a lot of Lakers fans, they would love to hear what Jeannie has to say. All right, before I let you go, since we already talked about it, I'm going to need your Game of Thrones theory. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay, so I'm very interested in hearing your prediction as well, Lawrence. Um, I, I... I was speaking with a friend, and, and she kind of planted this seed in me, and I can't get it out of my head. I would love to see Arya Stark or something that resembles Arya Stark sitting on the Iron Throne, whether it's actually the face of Arya Stark or mm. Arya Stark as, say, the Night King. <sighs> And oh, I love it. Leave it as a cliffhanger. Do we know if it's Arya Stark or if it's not? Is is it really the Night King? Is it Arya Stark as the Night King? 
and almost give us a Sopranos ending where all of HBO is about to crash and all Game of Thrones fans are ready to throw things at their TV, really wanting to know the answer. Okay, so here's mine. Mine's, okay. a, mine's a lot darker than yours. Oh. Okay? So the way I feel is that Jon Snow comes close to saving the world from the Night King. But something gets in the way of him saving the world. And it's probably Cersei. Something gets in the way of him saving the world. And the series ends with the Night King running everything. And everyone is undead. Now, could we could we as a public handle that if that's the way the series ends? Well, we're used to things being dark and things not going the way they're supposed to be planned on the Game of Thrones. And, you know, thinking about it, it's been a while since we've had some main characters dying. Um, if If I think... Most recent death off the top of my mind was uh, was uh, in the Battle of the Bastards with uh, the the forgotten brother basically getting struck by an arrow um, off the top of my mind. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it to be even darker. Um, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if your theory is correct. Um, but I. I Kind of expect the Night King to win it all. Okay, all right, so good. We're we're in agreement on that. That the Night King wins this whole thing, and it's all all over and done. And I'm looking forward to it too. It's weird, Carlo. Well, whether it is actually the Night King or Arya Stark appearing as the Night King, I, and and I'm I am going to keep that in the back of my mind so that I can congratulate you when when <laughs> you are proven right about that. I, I need to have a conversation with my wife because she's actually going on vacation and I need to tell her, look, you are responsible for what wherever you are, you're responsible for watching Sunday night because I can't have you coming back here and have not seen the premiere and made it so that I can't watch the premiere. Like we're she brought me into this thing, so we're in this thing together. So she's got to watch on Sunday night, even if it's from the beach in Miami. Oh, oh, yes. I mean. No excuses. This is going to be one of the largest cultural phenomenons in TV history. There's no way that you could sacrifice anything else above it. Priorities, come on. Priorities are key. Well, Carlo, man, I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you so much for all the Game of Thrones stuff as well. And uh, good luck over the next few days <laughs> because it is going to be really, really interesting out there in Los Angeles. Lawrence will need it at the very least. Thank you very much. That is Carlo Saisu. We go back a long way. We used to work over at 120 Sports together. He is uh, one of the, the most talented young people in our business, and he was standing right next to Magic Johnson. And I, I immediately, like, I texted, I was like, Carlo, you're on the podcast tomorrow. We need to talk about the Lakers. And he was nice enough to 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 jump on. And I forgot that he was such a big Game of Thrones fan. And he gave us an opportunity to talk about that as well. I'm curious about what your theories are on it. You can text me or tweet me. You can tweet me at, at Lawrence W. Holmes. If you're listening to this and you've got a theory on Game of Thrones, 
I desperately want to hear it. Even if you've got a theory on Game of Lakers, I'd like to hear it. Because Carlo is right. That thing is an absolute mess. And it took everyone by surprise. Magic seems to not like the jobs that he doesn't win at immediately. And I can't imagine if, if if I were LeBron right now, I'm looking around like, wait, what just happened? So now the whole organization has to be rebuilt, not just the team. I had questions when LeBron went to Los Angeles. I felt like it wasn't the best move. And that team of misfits that they put around him was ridiculous from Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. And now that thing is an absolute disaster. Bigger disaster. What's going on in the North right now at the Game of Thrones or the Lakers? Discuss amongst yourself. But I appreciate you listening to Loho Daily. Hopefully you had some fun and you got something out of that conversation. I'll see you tomorrow.